You guys hear that alarm? You hear that alarm? You know what an alarm means. Something big is happening. Something's going on. Something's stirring in the NBA. Here's a tweet from Shams just a few hours ago. The Philadelphia 76ers are expected to pursue Brooklyn's James Harden ahead of the NBA trade deadline next Thursday, February 10th. Do you know what this means? Do you have any idea what this means? Folks, for those of you who are fans of the Philadelphia 76ers, we have quite the interesting week ahead of us. And that's this whole podcast going to be about. You know, we could talk about the Super Bowl. We have a whole other week to do that. Talk about some boring NBA stuff, like how the Portland Trailblazers are just kind of, you know, screwing over Damian Lillard with everything that they're trying to do. We could talk about the, the stat that was dropped today that the Clippers have won like 30 of 37 against the Lakers, some, something like that. I don't know. But none of that stuff matters. Those stories are all on the back burner because this report is legitimate. We are talking a legit report here from Shams that the Sixers are going to actively try to get James Harden before the trade deadline. When the initial report, everyone was talking about the fact that, oh, Daryl Morey's going to wait to the offseason or eh, James Harden will probably stay in Brooklyn and maybe he will want out in the offseason. Daryl Morey wants to hold on to Ben Simmons. No. See, for me, I think that this means that they're going all in and that they're really going for this. Now, a lot of people have kind of looked at this and like Sixers Twitter does because we love to do it. We love to go off. We love to rant. We love to say this is going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm one of those people. I think that the trade is going to happen because this is a legitimate report. But there are people out there who are like, it's just a report. It's something that we've already known. The Philadelphia 76ers are trying to pursue Brooklyn's James Harden. Obviously, I mean, I think that they've been in the pursuit of that for a while, and that's something that we need to understand. But the fact that this report came out now and James Harden was ruled out of the game tonight against Utah is, is it's interesting to me because obviously for a report to be reported, something has to happen beforehand. You can't report it before something happened. So the whole Harden sitting out against Utah and then this report comes out and now Daryl Morey, he's always been in the news, said he was trying to wait, but maybe now there's a little window for him to make a move. Things got a whole lot more interesting. And I am so excited to see what this next week brings us. This NBA trade deadline in the next week should be wild. And this report, as a Philadelphia 76ers fan, gives me huge hope. And I'm so excited to see what they do. This report is legit. Like, I don't think people truly understand that Shams, he's one of the best out there. He's not going to drop this report if no trade's possible. He's only going to do this if a trade is going to occur or at least has a chance of occurring. But now that the James Harden trade is on the table for the next week, we move into the more important question of what gets that deal done. And obviously this is bushing the blondies, but sadly it's another week where I can no longer be joined by the blondies because of COVID reasons. And we haven't been able to get into the studio. So it's me again, hosting for you guys, but I'm hoping that next week we can be back to the full squad and get that going. But I am joined by a special guest this week, a big Philadelphia fan, huge 76ers fan, to give his insight and takes and for us to get a little bit back and forth. And that is my fraternity brother, X Xavier Briel, but we will call him X on this show. Um, what's up, everyone? Uh, my name is Xavier Briel, otherwise known as X. Um, I've been a Sixers fan for most of my life. Um, I have a pretty good grasp on basketball from most of my years of playing it in high school and middle school. Uh, shout out JV Bench Squad at Cedar Cliff High School. Um, and 
yeah, here to talk some some Sixers. Well, JV, JV bench is better than I got as that one year as varsity manager. <laughs> but but, but we'll, we'll we'll roll with it. Uh, but no, we're we're both um, as you guys I'm sure are aware by now. We're both huge Sixers fans, and obviously, when a guy like Shams drops a report of James Harden being linked to the Sixers, which honestly for like just about a year now has sort of been the memo with James Harden being linked to Philly because of the Daryl Morey connection, uh, as obviously based off where he is now. The trade last year to Philly did not happen. Ends up getting traded to the Nets, which at first sight, it was it was cool to see. Uh, a lot of people were happy for them pairing him with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. was a nice idea on paper, but I saw today that they've played, I think it was like 17 games together since they've been there. Everyone knows the whole issue with Kyrie and his vaccination status. James Harden doesn't really seem to be the fit that they really wanted him to be, and Kevin Durant is injured as we're currently recording. So the big three has really fallen apart, and James Harden to Philly has always been a story that was there and then kind of on the back burner, but still in the back of everybody's mind. Um, but now that Shams is reporting it less than a week out from the trade deadline, it's got a lot of steam and a lot of leadway into people believing that this guy at this point next week could be a Philadelphia 76er. But obviously, it's not going to come for free. There's going to be a cost. The main name linked to that, which the main name that every Philadelphia fan has wanted linked to a trade at this point, is Ben Simmons. However, because of both a one-on-one swap wouldn't work, I don't think it would work roster-wise, but also money-wise. You need to throw more people in there to sweeten the deal. Plus, I think right now, most people in the NBA would see James Harden as more of a guy than Ben Simmons when it comes to basketball, and he's more heavily favored. Most teams would probably have Harden over Ben Simmons. So I recently tweeted out a trade once I saw this report. I'm getting a lot of steam on Twitter. I think I'm up to maybe 20 likes at this point. Um, so obviously, you know, in, tw- in the Twitter world, when you have the big think, tweet, exactly. I think I have maybe a hundred <laughs> followers. So, you know, 20 likes, that's not a bad percentage. That's not a bad percentage, but the trade is the Philadelphia 76ers receiving James Harden and the Sixers send in return, Ben Simmons, Danny Green and Shake Milton, mainly because the money lines up. I haven't necessarily looked into how the roster would shape up. I'm sure that the Sixers may need to bring another piece back to fill a roster spot unless there's some sort of free agent that they want to go after or the buyout market, they're eyeing up somebody. But for the time being, that was the trade that I threw out. And then after I threw that out, just so people know that this wasn't something that I just stole off of Twitter, I saw a tweet that Kevin O'Connor on a podcast on Twitter said that in order for the Sixers to get Harden, that there might be a massive haul, but he wasn't sure. But a package of Simmons and Danny Green could be more likely than throwing in Tyrese Maxey or Matisse Thybul. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of feeling great about myself that I had this own idea in my <laughs> head and now a real guy is throwing it out. But nonetheless, I want to get your thoughts X on possibly a Simmons, Danny Green, and if they need the money to work throwing in Shake Millen. And do you think it's at all possible for the Sixers to receive James Harden while also keeping Tyrese Maxey and Matisse Thybul? Well, you know, I think, um, for that trade itself, that would be the perfect trade. You know, the ability to get a former MVP um, like James Harden, who would fit perfectly with Joel Embiid. Um, but at the end of the day, it is a trade for a a contender, two contending teams that are 
going against each other. I don't necessarily think that, you know, they would just take on Ben, Danny, and Shake. Um, I think at this point they would probably have to take someone like Tease or Maxie. Um, I think at this point if Daryl were to pull the trigger, I think he would probably give up Tease, um, which is probably the better option at this point. Um, I also think that maybe um, maybe some pick swaps in there because, um, you know, at the end of the day, James Harden is a former MVP who puts up a lot of points. Um, their team is definitely better with him, especially now that, you know, Kyrie's only playing like half the games um, and Kevin Durant is still currently injured. Um, they definitely need something significant in return. So um, while Ben, Danny and Jake for Harden would be nice, I don't necessarily see just that as a full trade. Yeah, one thing that I think when you're looking at a trade like this and planning for teams, I think if you're the Sixers, the reason that you would do this trade is because you're looking at, and I've been saying this for about a year now, Joel Embiid's, his, his window of his prime is right now, and he may only have like three years like this, I think five years maximum to where he's going to be his full potential. After that, it's really sort of going to be, he's a bigger guy, he has an injury history, he's going to start to decline. So I think five years is your absolute max window to get a championship. But I think that three years is sort of the more realistic timeline. I wouldn't count this year, so I'd say this year plus three. Mm-hmm. And then obviously James Harden, he's in his lower 30s, but he's getting up there. Maybe his fitness, I mean, it's always his fitness has always been sort of questionable to where it really should be. But the guy can get you 40 points on any given night. And like you said, I think his fit, with Joel Embiid is perfect. I think that they would be arguably, if not the best one-two punch currently in the NBA. Obviously, Steph and Clay are going to do their thing, but Steph has been having a unusually long cold streak, um, but that's another discussion. But I think that th- for the Nets, if they're going to look at their team, if you think that they're going to move off of Kyrie, which they they could because I think that the vaccination thing is real, the fact that he's not going to play home games, is like if they have home court advantage in the finals, say they make it to the finals, well, that means more games than not, he's not going to be able to play. And then Kevin Durant's been injured this year. Then they have older guys. Blake Griffin's up there in age. Patty Mills is balling out, but he's getting to be older. LaMarcus Aldridge, they're an old team. So if you're going to make a trade for a guy like Ben Simmons, if you're going to demand someone like Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thibel, it means that they're planning for the future. And if the Sixers are bringing in James Harden, they're, they're expecting a championship. Mm-hmm. So for the Sixers, the thing about bringing in Harden and giving up one of your young pieces is saying, we need a championship in the next three years. Because if say that they do what you do. Say that they throw in Simmons and Thibault and just someone like Shake because they need to make money match. Okay, well, you gave away three guys who are in their prime and they may only be getting better. We don't really know. And you bring back Harden. Well, now, if you don't win a championship with James Harden, he's older and he's gone. Joel Embiid's older. And then in your own division, you've got three guys who are now in their prime once some of the older guys in your team are out of their prime. So I want to know for you if you think it's really – if they bring in Harden, do you think that championship contention is legit this year? If Harden is the only return and you do give up Ben and Matisse, do you think that championship contention is real this year and the next few years, and is it worth it to possibly give up a young future to go all in now? Um, I don't know about this year, just because, you know, having a massive trade like that right in the middle of the season, 
Um, you got some chemistry issues there that'll definitely come about. Um, as you saw last year when the Nets trade for Harden in the middle of the season. Um, but looking in the next couple of years, um, they definitely could be at the top of the list in terms of favorites to win the championship, um, especially depending on what they do in the offseason and in the draft, because knowing Daryl Morey, he's not done trading. You know, I think no, in the offseason, yeah, he's never done trading. You know, I think in the offseason, he's definitely going to try to move um, move off of Toby if this does go through. Um, hopefully get some pieces back um, and then look to the draft, maybe draft another point guard if Maxi does end up leaving, um, something like that. So I do think that having Harden would put us over the edge in terms of cont- over the edge of where our ceiling has been so far, which is losing in the second round of the playoffs, possibly get, potentially getting past the uh, the conference championship and hopefully into the finals um like you said the window for that is so small um and if they do this move they need to make sure every other move is right because if they mess this up then you might be looking at a wasted career for Joel Embiid yeah, I would agree with you. Um, for the, those of you who are listening, uh, we're recording this over Zoom. Wi-Fi is not the best, so there's you were able to understand <laughs> what X was saying, but it was a it was a little kind of muffled. Um, and I always have the internet connection is unstable alert, but I have a new laptop on the way, so hopefully that'll change. Uh, but not, nonetheless, I I totally agree that you can't be a guy like Joel Embiid cannot retire with no rings. Like he, a talent like that can't retire with no rings. It almost makes you think of. Obviously, they're the flip side in terms of positions, but someone like Chris Paul, who's so obviously great, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's done everything he can, but he still doesn't have a ring. And neither does James Harden for that instance. Mm -hmm. Um, But talents like that deserve a ring. And Chris Paul has been a lot more durable than I think Joel Embiid will be. But one, one thing that does have me slightly concerned with possibly bringing in James Harden is that he need is that he's a free agent after next season. So if you bring him in and you don't win it all this year because that's the only move you make and something goes wrong, maybe they don't they don't win all this year. If they don't make enough moves in the offseason, then it, it, then he could be gone after one year, one full year with the team. Harden could be gone or maybe he looks at it and the fit wasn't what everyone thinks it is. I think it's a perfect fit. You think it's a perfect fit. Just about everyone that I've seen says that that would be such a knockout punch. But say that things don't don't go the way that they're planned. Well, now you just gave up. Say at, at worst, it's Simmons and Maxi because they want two guards to come back to compensate for giving up a guard like Harden. Maybe they don't expect Kyrie to come back. So, okay, you bring in Simmons and Maxi. Well, now you might have potentially traded away Ben Simmons and Tyrese Maxi for one year of James Harden in which you didn't get a ring, which is why I think that trades like this make it so much more like complex than people really think it is like a lot of people think oh like you just want to get rid of ben simmons maybe throw in a a young guy and then bring in james harden and this team could compete for a championship well yeah that'd be nice but if this season next they don't get one and harden wants to go i don't know eventually he wants to go to maybe live in la or maybe he loved the houston area so he wants to go back there because he thought that you know that's ultimately where he wants to finish his career or you know there's so many factors to this and it's like you could potentially be giving up two 
future young guards who are in their prime for a couple years of a guy in his younger 30s who may not get you a ring, which is the complexity to it. But I do also think that if I'm the Sixers, obviously there's tampering. So like you can't just call up and say, you can't just call up and say, Hey, tampering. I mean, Daryl Moore is always going to be in the news for something like that, but you you can't call him up and say, we'll give you this contract for this many years. But I would love to like have some sort of way of knowing that we're going to trade Simmons and Maxi or Thibault for James Harden. And we're going to get more than just a year and a half of him. If you know what I'm saying, like there is a huge risk to this trade. Yeah, there definitely is. But, um, you know, this this is kind of what Maury's been saying, you know, the entire time that Ben has been holding out. You know, we're not going to trade Ben until we have a situation or a player who can win us a championship. You know, all the all the guys that names have been thrown out, the John Collins and the Tyree Talburns of the world, like they're good and they would definitely improve the team, but they would not be they're not the guys who would put us over the top when it comes to winning a championship if James Harden is that guy I I think you got to do it like because Joe's window is slowly starting to close you know he's at his peak right now he's probably the MVP um and I honestly like looking at this how this team is currently constructed like without Ben you know if Joe were to like tear his ACL tomorrow I don't think this team would this team would struggle to make the playoffs. Oh yeah, if if they so. lose if they if they lose Joe then the season then it's a lost season no matter who you bring in. Like unless you're going to bring in like the starting lineup of the All-Stars for the East, if Joel Embiid goes down, it's a it's a lost season. Um so I definitely would agree with that right. with that part of it, yeah. Yeah, those those of you listening on Spotify can't see what I'm doing right now, but I'm saying I'm doing the uh the prayer symbol with my hands saying, please don't let Joel and B get injured. <laughs> but the, the one thing, um, because I'm sure that I don't think as many people out there have made, have been making this argument recently, but one that I think that the Ben lovers of the world, if you're still out there, because at this point, I don't know how many there really are. Um, if you're still out there, I could see them arguing, well, you know, you, you're really, you're going to lose when you trade, Simmons, you're going to lose a lot of defense and because obviously his defensive abilities. Well, I would argue with you. Okay. Like I understand that Ben Simmons defense wise is incredible. Like should be in the running for defensive player of the year, every year. However, a in today's NBA, you need to shoot threes to win the game and B Ben Simmons hasn't played a single second of basketball for the Sixers. And right now they're only one game out from the one seed. So they're not, necessarily missing out on much if you do it with without Ben Simmons like you bring in James Harden you're only adding to the roster if you swap Simmons and Harden you're only adding to the roster because Simmons hasn't played this year now I do get giving up Matisse you're giving up a lot of defense because Matisse Thibel for as hard as he is to watch offensively watching him on defense is extremely entertaining I mean this guy can do everything on defense he can guard just about anybody any position i mean it it is almost not quite but almost like a generational type of defensive player the way that he plays defense but the offense side of the ball it is bordering playing 4v5 offensively when he's on the court and the sixers have the ball but nonetheless you swap those two guys 
you're basically trading away someone who's probably never going to play a game for Philly again and a lot of defense and no offense for someone who is going to give you a lot of offense, not a ton of defense. I mean, but I think that, well, you do have Joel there. Obviously, he's a great defender. I think that Tobias works hard on defense. Danny Green, if you keep him and don't move him, he's a willing defender. Not the best, but he's a willing defender. The only part that I really think that you get a little hurt on is that if you start Harden and Seth Curry, the three-point balls are going to be flying everywhere. But defensively, you're going to have to score probably in the high 120s to the low 130s to win games because you're just not going to get much defense from your guards in Seth and Harden. But overall, I think that that's possible to do when you do have James Harden and Seth Curry as your guards. So I think that the argument of defense isn't really valid. If you do give up Maxi and Simmons, then it could be a different discussion. But from what it sounds like, it doesn't feel like the Sixers are willing to include Tyrese Maxey in any sort of deal for James Harden. And at this point, I don't really know what's going to happen. I will see the issue here is that we're going back to in class, uh, to in person classes on Monday. And the fact that this news is out means that I am probably going to be on my phone most of my classes, like just refreshing Twitter. <laughs> because now, now that this is out there, like this is the number one thing that's going to be on my mind until 4 p.m. next Thursday. For instance, I'm on Twitter right now, and Drew Hanlon just tweeted out a picture of popcorn, like the uh, popcorn emoji. So, like, this <laughs> this report, here's the thing. This report, not just in basketball, but this report could possibly be the biggest sports story outside the Super Bowl right now across all platforms. Obviously, the Super Bowl will always be the number one story when it's going on. But all you're going to see on Twitter is this story. James Harden, Sixers, will it happen? My question to you, X, before we sort of come to a close here, on this week's episode is if this trade does not get done by next Thursday, this is sort of a two-parter. A, is it a disappointment? And B, if this isn't the move that they make and instead they make some more sort of minor move, not like move Ben Simmons, but they trade maybe a bench guy for another role guy. I don't know. Like n- nothing major. If the roster is relatively the same after the trade deadline, can will it be a disappointment? And can this team contend with the roster as is, if the Harden move is not made? I, I think as as long as Joel Embiid is healthy and playing, then this team has an opportunity. Um, but with that being said, it is much harder. And, like, if you look at some of the teams, in the, like, that are playing well this year, you know, obviously, obviously you have the Nets. Um, you know, Kevin Durant's going to come back. If they don't change for Harden, he's going to stay there. Kyrie, who the hell knows? Um, but you got you got Chicago, who's looking good. Miami, who's looking solid with you know our former boy. Um, Milwaukee's always going to be a threat. Um, I just think that there's too many good teams right now um, to say that Joel Embiid can simply take us past all of them. Um, so I don't necessarily think that they would be able to contend this season. If they if the Harden trades not happen, yeah, I would tend to agree. However, if if they continue to play like they are now and they play like they did in January, different story. But maintaining how they're playing now, I don't think is realistic for them in terms of the fact that they. I think they ended up winning like thirteen of fifteen in January, something ridiculous. Joel Embiid's stats were just like ridiculous. I think he was averaging. More points than minutes. I, I believe it was like 33 points to 31 minutes a game. 
something like that, which I don't think he'll be able to hold up because if he did, then that's one of the most inhumane like NBA stats of all time. Averaging more points and minutes in a season would be absurd. Um, one more quick thing. If this move is not done on Thursday, do you think that this offseason, it's still going to be a very real possibility? Yeah, you know, I definitely think it is. Um, considering all the stuff that has come out about, you know, Harden's relationship with the team, how he doesn't seem like very fit with it, um, how he doesn't really like living in Brooklyn because of high taxes, although Philadelphia is not much better. But don't tell him that. Um, <laughs> um, his And his relationships with Maury, um, with Joe, with Michael Rubin, um apparently I, michael rubin is good friends with little baby too um yeah, that whole little baby with harden <laughs> little, little baby's gonna win us a chip <laughs> um um but yeah no i definitely still see it a possibility for it being done um i just think it's it'll be a little harder because you got to move all the pieces in the summer um and knowing what ben's doing right now that could he could just totally just tank his value. So I don't yeah. know what that's gonna whole situation's gonna be. Um maybe they would end up trading Tobias Harris. Um that's just like a salary dump, so they could sign him. Um, but I think honestly, like the best possible situation right now is to go out and go out and try to get him now. Um, so that you can have this season and then all of next season, hopefully sign hard into maybe a longer extension and hopefully keep him here for Joel's prime. Absolutely. I think if the deal is able to get done on Thursday, a, the amount of hardened jerseys that will be ordered will be absurd. The, the DH gate will bring in a <laughs> boatload of money from people ordering jerseys. But B, I think that, I think that if they're, yeah. if, they, if they do end up moving, if if the deal, the likely deal, most from what I see, is like a Simmons and Thibel. If your starting lineup is Harden, Seth Curry, Tobias, Danny Green, and Joel Embiid, if you ask me, that's a, that's an NBA Finals appearance contending team. I don't know about mm-hmm. winning, but that is a team that will very much contend in the East because I believe. If I'm correct, then the one seed right now is the Chicago Bulls, possibly. Yeah, I, I have I have it up right now. So the Bulls and the Heat are tied for the one seed. Um, and then the Sixers and Bucks are tied at a game back apiece. Yeah, so th- that starting five destroys the Heat and the Bulls either way. The the defending champ Bucks are a team that seems to they're always somewhat up and down, but once the final once the uh, playoffs come they can really pick it up. So that would be a team that would scare me regardless of who's on the roster. But that, that being said, we are going to be tracking this entire story up until Thursday. And if the move is made, this city will be celebrating. I think regardless of who is moved to Brooklyn for Harden, if Tyrese Maxey is thrown in the deal, there's going to be a lot of us, including me, who's it's going to, it's really going to hurt because the way that he has been playing, it's been exceptional been putting up a lot of points. His game has developed incredibly. So there, there'd be a lot of heartbreak to move on from yeah. Maxi. But if your goal is in the next two to three years, you want to get the chip. If you don't think Maxi will get you that way, and you, if you think that three years from now, 
Joel is done playing as he is, then you got to make the move. You got to bring it hard and go for it. Even if it means that this year you don't win it, but next year they do, then it's worth it to get this team, to get this city another championship, to get the Sixers another banner, to get Joel Embiid, his ring would be phenomenal to make a move like this. And we will be glued to our phones and TVs up until 4 p.m. next Thursday, February 10th, the trade deadline. If the move is not made, then good luck to the Sixers. I can't wait to see what they do. And if the move isn't made, then this offseason is going to be probably way more entertaining than last offseason was. Last offseason was just a lot of hatred, a lot of anger, a oh lot of heartbreak. It, it, it was a lot for, for the Sixers fans out there, no doubt. But we will have to see how the rest of the season plays out. I want to thank X for joining me for this week's episode, hoping and praying that the Blondies can find some time and that we can finally get back to it. We haven't been able to get into the studio because COVID and online classes have had us sort of shut down, not able to get together. But hopefully soon, the three of us will be back to it. Thank you guys again for joining me for this week of Bushy and the Blondies, even though it's just Bushy. Joined by special hey, guests. X. Hey man, I'm I'm blonde. That that counts for something, <laughs> that's, right? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Honor, honorary blondie. Honorary, honorary blondie. blondie. Hey, Bushy, but, thank thank you for having me on, man. It's been a pleasure. We'll we'll, uh, we'll have you back for sure. For sure, would love to have you back on. Thank you guys for joining me this week, and uh, we will see you next week. And we are back to in person stuff. Keep your eyes on the phone. James Harden very well could be a Philadelphia 76er at this point. Next week. I can't keep this up Everything is